0: The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. All right, very good ladies, thank you for that. Go back in your Bible, please, if you will, to Judges chapter 6. We'll look at verses 14, 15, and also now including verse 16. The Bible says, "...and the Lord looked upon him and said, "'Go in this thy might.'" And thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? Now you have to understand, Gideon at this point in his life does not have a lot of self-confidence. You'll see this in the context of which we'll read here in a little bit. And so no doubt, right then, he looks in his heart and thinks, How in the world could God use me? Verse 15, the Bible says, And he said unto him, O oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Uh, Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. Verse 16, he says this, and the Lord, watch this, the Lord uh, said unto him, so here the Lord speaking back to Gideon, surely I will... Uh, be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. I want to speak to you this morning on from fear to victory, from fear to victory. I believe if you study uh, Gideon, you're going to find out that he was a man, as I mentioned just a moment ago, that doesn't have a great degree of self- Confidence. I believe that you're going to see a man that is fearful in his heart. But isn't it amazing how God could take somebody that is fearful in their heart and raise them up to do a mighty work for him. In the, in the Judges chapter 5, you'll see the last words of chapter 5. It ends the chapter saying this, And the land had rest. The Bible says 40 years. And so there's 40 years of rest, 40 years, if you would please, of plenty, 40 years when there was no judgment that had come upon the land. However, in verse 6, you see something has dramatically changed uh, with the Israelites between chapter 5 and chapter 6 where the Bible says, "...and the children of Israel did evil." in the sight of the Lord. Uh, Here was a nation, if you would please, that's going through that cycle, that cycle, if you will, a rebellion. And then there's that which is Retribution, and then there's that which is repentance, and then there's that which is restoration. And so you see that there's that cycle that Israel is going through, and you'll see that, by the way, several times over. Uh, Oftentimes, God will judge a nation by a nation, and you'll see that the Midianites here are those that are going to judge the children of Israel. In verse 5 of chapter 6, you'll see. These Midianites were like grasshoppers in number. I mean, uh, jumping, if you would please, if you picture a field of grasshoppers just jumping in the field. You can't really count them. There's so many of them. And so the Midianites were just that way. In verse uh, 1 of chapter 6, you'll see that the Lord is going to deliver them uh, into uh, their hands. Of course, this is going to be seven years uh, over the duration of that Time. And so here's one wicked nation, if you would please, that's going to be judged uh, uh, by another wicked nation at this time in their life. And it's amazing. I see some similarities here in America. Uh, in America, uh, we used to have freedom of religion. Now, many people are trying to get freedom. From religion. Uh, Washington, George Washington said this. He said, while just government protects all uh, in their religious rights, true religion affords to government uh, its surest support. Uh, it was Thomas Jefferson that said this. The reason that Christianity is the best friend of government is because. Christianity is the only religion that changes the heart. Uh, Thomas Jefferson also said this, and if the baby continues, we have a nursery and ushers. You can help with that to be a blessing to that dear family. Thomas Jefferson also said this. He said, uh, of all the systems of morality, uh, ancient and modern, uh, which have come under, under my observation None appear to be as pure as that of Jesus Christ. But uh, wouldn't that be something to put that back in the public school textbooks today? Uh, John Adams said this, the highest glory of the American Revolution is this, it connected uh, uh, in one uh, indissolvable bond, the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. Uh, Benjamin Franklin said this God governs the affairs of men God governs the affairs of men he said Uh, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice it is probable that an empire cannot be raised without his aid and so we understand in our Christian founded nation we understand that God has been good to us We understand that God has given us many liberties. We understand that God has blessed us, but we also see a nation now that is trying to flee from God. Uh, Of course, started many years ago, taking the Bible out of the public school. Uh, That's a fleeing from God. Uh, Removing prayer out of the public school. That's a fleeing from God. A continual unsought Uh, against that which is our nation as they try to remove in God we trust off of our currency or one nation under God from our pledges. And so we see that uh, uh, there's many things that comes against us as believers and as those that stand for the foundational truths on which our country was founded. In Judges chapter 6, we see here that the Midianites are now chasing the Israelites the israelites what are they doing they're hiding in dens and they're hiding in caves Uh, now you'll see in judges chapter 6 and verse 7 that they cry out to god and they ask god for mercy and here's what god does god picks gideon uh, somebody that's uh, of the least of all the tribes and somebody that's of the least of the smallest of the family of that particular tribe, somebody that's the poorest of the poor of that tribe, and of the poorest families of that tribe to be able to deliver these that are israelites out of the hands of the midianites here's what we see uh, we see that uh, it's a fight that he's going to have it's not something that is a frolic uh, we see that it's a war that's going to take place it's not time to waltz we see that it's going to be entering into the war zone and it's not tiptoe through the tulips. Uh, We understand there's four things we can learn from Gideon today, even though you might be faint-hearted as well. Here's what we understand. There's the principle of encounter, the principle of encounter. I think it's uh, high time that Christians get their head out of the sand. I think it's high time that Christians in your workplace be proud of your God. I think it's high time that you as an individual let others know that you are a Christian unashamably, and you stand for that which is religious freedom there's the principle of encounter uh, judges chapter 6 and verse 11 you'll see that here Gideon is mentioned and he's mentioned thressing wheat uh, in the wine press now understand he's hiding from the Midianites. Uh, in verse 14, that same chapter, the Bible says, And the, and the Lord looked upon him and said, uh, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And so here the Lord is speaking uh, not to somebody that's a great orator. He's not speaking to a king. He's not speaking to even a prophet. He's not speaking to a preacher. He's not speaking to a priest. He's speaking to an orator. Man, And here he is. The Bible says that he is in the wine press. Now the wine press, if you know uh, anything about um, uh, history and how they did it back in those days, the wine press was always at the bottom of the hill. And so they'd bring the grapes down from that which was the vineyards down to the bottom of the hill. And then they would press them oftentimes, of course, because it was near a stream or because it was near uh, that which was a rushing water express and so they would bring them to the bottom of the hill Uh, normally this was not in plain sight it was uh, caressed between two uh, type of hills it was not mounted up there where by the way the threshing floor would be and so the flesh the threshing floor was on top of the hill most of the time because as they would thresh the wheat Uh, then the wind would come along and blow off the chaff and they would not have as much work to do that's why they put the threshing floors on the top of the hills the wine presses on the bottom of the hills or in the valleys in this case he's threshing wheat where is he doing it he's not doing it on the top of the hill where everybody can see him where is he doing it he's doing it in the wine press he's hiding out Uh, Can I tell you? Here's what God is saying. Uh, There needs to be a time, and here's what He does. Uh, He brings getting out, getting out of His hunkered down bunker uh, to that which is going to be in full display of everybody Uh, you see here that he's hiding in verse 11 uh, from the Midianites Uh, there's fear that fills his heart he doesn't want to encounter uh, the Midianites Uh, here's a man that's full of fear that God says what I'm going to do is I'm going to use you now why does God choose the least to be able to lead the greater oftentimes because the greater knows they're great and they're not going to give God as much glory. But if God will use the least to be able to reach in and to lead those that are the greater, then they know who they are, and they give God all the glory. Most likely, most of the time, you'll see this, even in universities across America, uh, that there are those that are the simple that rise to be able to become those that lead those that are not of the simple you'll see here a man uh, is uh, uh, fear uh, filling his heart uh, he faces the foe by the way doesn't that remind you of the 12 spies 12 spies went down to spy on Canaan 10 saw the giants of the land and two saw God those are the only two that was able to enter back in if you would please uh, later on uh, you'll see that there was uh, the giant Goliath oh all the Israelites were afraid of his stature but there was one. uh, uh, The Israelites might have said, uh, he's too big to hit, but here come little David that said he's too big to miss. And and so you understand that God uses oftentimes uh, those that uh, might not have great confidence or those that might not have great stature or those that might not be great in their own uh, eyes uh, to be able to bring the victory. Statement number one, there's the principle of encounter. Statement number two, there's the principle of courage. Courage. Judges chapter 7 in verse 12 the Bible says and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said uh, and said unto him the Lord is with thee uh, thou mighty man of valor I think this is very interesting to me because uh, he didn't even consider himself a mighty man but God looked down and God saw Gideon and God said thou mighty man of valor oh sometimes I think that we underestimate how God could use a child Uh, we underestimate how god could use a teenager we underestimate how god could use a college-age young person or uh, somebody uh, that's middle age even or older and so we underestimate how god can do you know god uh, will receive all the glory from everything that's done if he uses that one that is coming under him trying to be led by him rather than trying to lead him in their personal lives Uh, in judges chapter 7 verses 1 through 3 you see that Gideon uh, gets excited because after all I mean now God uh, called Gideon a mighty man of valor and so Gideon is getting all excited so what does he do he goes out and gathers himself an army Thirty-two thousand men in number, Judges chapter seven, verses one through three. He gathers himself an army. I mean, after all, don't forget those Midianites we read about just a little bit ago. Uh, they're out there, and there are just as many of them as there is a grasshoppers in the field. There's multiples of them, so many that you cannot even number. And so, Gideon has pretty good idea. I mean, it's going to take an army to beat an army. That's common sense. So he goes out and he gathers himself 32,000 uh, uh, in armor, uh, in, uh, in his army, and he gets them ready. But the Midianites are innumerable. And uh, now we see this, that God comes and God says, okay, that's too many. So what happens? Uh, he says, if you're fearful, go home. Thinking none of those would go home. Why would they be fearful? God's on their side. But 22,000 up and leave. Now he's left with 10,000. The Bible says in Proverbs 29 and 25, the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whosoever uh, putteth his trust in the Lord uh, shall be saved. The Bible says over in uh, 1 John 4 and 18, the Bible says uh, there is no fear in love, uh, but in perfect love, the Bible says, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear uh, hath torment. And so we understand that there's that perfect love that would cast out fear. Well, we understand this about getting getting loved as God. Uh, Gideon even though he was fearful even though he didn't have great confidence even though Gideon did not think that God could use him Here's what he did. He said God I'll go if you'll be with me And so he did go 22,000 though decided because of a fearful heart They returned home and it's something how that some people have a fearful heart and other people do not have a fearful heart yet in the Bible in the bible 366 times in the bible god says fear not isn't that amazing that god says fear not for every day of the year including throwing an extra one in there for leap year god even thought about that for you and me we understand there's the principle of encounter, there's the principle of courage. There's the principle of wisdom. Judges chapter seven, verses four through seven, you see this. God comes back. Now 22,000 is already left, but God comes back, and God says, "You got too many. Ten thousands, way too many." Now wait a minute, the first bunch left because uh, uh, there had to be a purging of those that was fearful. Remember that? So it went from 32 down to 10 all right 22,000 leaving and so they left because they had a fearful heart now God's going to purge them again now these are going to leave because they have a foolish heart Uh, see God uh, wants to lead us but he don't want you to say well God I'll trust you that far no he wants you to trust him all the way So first he says, those that are fearful, go home. And then he says, those that are uh, foolish, he says, go home. How did he do that? He put them through a little test. By the way, there's a thin line between bravery and stupidity. There's a thin line, okay? And so uh, first the cowards go home, if you will, and now he's going to send the careless home. And so he sent the cowards home. Now it's time to send the careless home. And as he sends the careless home, what does he have left? He only has 300 men against all those Midianites that were so many that they looked like grasshoppers in the field. Well, how in the world can God win a victory? Oh, my dear friend, do not underestimate God. God is more powerful than you've ever seen in your life. When God is through, God is through. But until God is through, God is not through. Some people have given up on our nation and they say, well, I'll tell you what, I think God has moved out. Oh, I think God is moving in. God has taken and opened up many, many, many more avenues today than he's ever opened up for Christians to stand up and stand tall and uh, talk the talk and walk the walk and uh, do what you're supposed to do now wait a minute here's what we see we see there's the principle of encounter there's the principle of courage there's the principle of wisdom let me give you one last thing to consider there's the principle of strength principle of strength well Gideon's not going to find it in himself he's not going to find it in his uh, 32,000 men he's just going to find it in just a mere 300 against that army that is innumerable how is God going to do that You'll be amazed if you give yourself to God how God can work in your life when everything is against you. Nobody's for you, and it seems like the end of the day you'd be amazed what God can do. Judges chapter 7, verses 9 through 14, you see that Gideon now is kind of lurking around in the shadows of the enemy's camp just to see what he can learn you'll see then that god speaks to this ordinary man and gives him a charge as to what he's supposed to do gideon chapter 7 verses 15 through 21 you see here's a powerful victory story what was involved in this powerful victory story well to be honest with you not much but he did obey god and because he did obey god god gets the glory oh it's something when you can figure it out it's something when you can't figure it out and you have to rely on God who has the only answer to figure it out it's a big difference the trumpet now is in one hand the torch is in the other covered with the pitcher if you will you've only got two hands why didn't they have a sword why didn't they have a spear why then they do what men that are ready to fight and gain the victory would always do in the face of battle because you see most of your battles just like this battle this was not gideon's battle this was the lord's battle and i think sometimes you look at and say well i'm going to change this and i'm going to change that and i'll make sure that everything changes but it's not your battle my dear friend It's the lord's battle and if God is going to win in his battle, then you've got to do it God's way. Some of you are trying to work out your marriage difficulties, but you're having difficulty trying to figure out how to work out your marriage difficulty. The problem is you're taking on the battle when the battle is the Lord's. Well, you know, I'm trying to take on a friendship problem. I don't know what to do about the friendship problem. What in the world do I do? Uh, the problem is it's, uh, the friendship battle is not your battle, my dear friend, it's the Lord's. Uh, i think you try and take on way too much maybe it's because you have so much confidence in yourself i'm not sure but here was a man had none here was just a little bitty man had no confidence in himself whatsoever but he had confidence in his god watch this if you will here's what takes place that trumpet stands for boldness by the way and uh, uh whenever they would sound the trumpet that means we're not turning back we're going forward that means we're coming in so there's the blowing of the trumpet yeah i think oftentimes we as christians in our non um non-appreciative christian society for the most part i think we kind of roll over and play dead you're not supposed to roll over and play dead you're supposed to blow the trumpet uh, you say, How can you do that? Well, some of that you can do by the way that you perform in your everyday task and living out your Christianity. Somebody needs to see it's real. Some of that you can do when it comes time to vote. You stand against immorality and you stand against socialism and you stand against that which is uh, trying to hurt religious freedom. But we know this for sure we know that they had the trumpet. And the trumpet, when they blow the trumpet, it is that which recognizes a boldness. I in a line not oh, too awful long ago, and somebody started to curse, and somebody started to swear. I tapped them on the shoulder, and I said, I know what you need. They said, pardon me. I said, I know what you need. Number one, you need God. Number two, you need church. And I just happen to be the one that can help you with both. They did not want my literature. They did not want me to talk to them, but they stopped their cursing. I was on an airplane flying, and uh, a dear gentleman told me he was a believer. That's what he did tell me. So all of a sudden, he started. It was one of those international flights, you know, and all of a sudden, he started pulling up rated R stuff and whatnot. I said, "Oh, I misunderstood you, didn't I? You said you were a Christian. Uh, you must be one of those non-practicing Christians I heard about. Is that what you are? I mean, you're one of those ones that just don't have the boldness to do right when you're by yourself. Is that who you are? I'm sitting right here beside you, and I've got news for you. Uh, I'm a practicing Christian. And I don't think you'll be watching that junk. And, 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 and he says so you're telling me that I ought not to watch it he said it's none of your business I said you're right I said I'll sit right here and I said I'll try not to look over there but I said it might be good if you don't do it and, and, and he said well tell me why and we were able to have a little Bible study <laughs> he did ask why and so I showed him why and after that he said I never knew that I never knew that I never knew that I never knew that then uh, he wouldn't give me much rest because for a little while he said well what's God say about this what's God say about this you know I I do believe that there's a lot of ignorant Christians that's out there here's what they do they try to uh, uh, they try to please God according to their own knowledge but they never go to the Bible to say God what do you want Yet God gave us a Bible to show us plain and simple what he wants us to do. That's not hard to figure out. You just got to bust the book open and read it. That's all you really have to do. And by the way, if you're going to rely on man to teach you how to put together something and he gives you an instructional manual and you're going to rely on man to teach you how to put together something, your life is more important to put together than anything you've ever put together in your life. And God's given you an instructional manual to be able to show you how to put together your life. Amen. That's why people's lives are falling apart. Yes. That's why marriages are falling apart. Well, I think I should do this. Well, that's why uh, parents are having problems and rearing their children. Well, I just believe I ought to do this. Let me tell you, uh, I, I believe they, it's like you're trying to bake a cake with your own ingredients and you'll not follow those that have baked cakes before and that has won the trophies. You know, in the Bible, God tells us about many people that's won the trophies. Amen. So what do I do? I go to the Bible and say, well, I want to find out if they had good kids and they turned out all right, what'd they do? If, uh, if this is what brings the judgment of God upon their life, what was it? If this is how I get the blessings of God upon my life, what do I do? If this is how to have a happy marriage instead of me saying, well, I just don't want to do that. I just don't feel like doing that. Well, I just don't see that maybe I ought to rear my kids that way. Well, look where your thinking has got you so far. There, there's going to have to come a time in our Christian life where we say, look, I have figured out something. And what I've figured out is, I've figured out nothing there has to come a time when you get disappointed in yourself so much that you decide to give God a try. And once you step in and you step up to the plate and you say, God, uh, I've messed it up and I've messed it up and I've messed it up and oh, you know, uh, I have dear people in this church that I love and they say, oh, you know, preacher, uh, I, I, I just don't have anybody to fellowship with. But yet we'll have a ladies banquet and they don't show up. We have time to go out in groups to go soul winning and they don't show up. Uh We have Sunday school classes for adults. I'm talking about 14 or 15 adult Sunday school classes, but they're so lazy they won't come. Uh And then they wonder, well, I, I just don't have anybody to fellowship with. Well, man, they're all around you. They come late to church. They sneak out early from church. They won't shake anybody's hand. You say, oh, preacher, what are you getting on? I'm getting on this. I'm saying uh, there needs to be a part of you that says I'm going to be all in. Uh, We need to have some people in our nation that stands for God and loves God and steps out and does what God says to do. I'm saying this morning that uh, that trumpet stands for boldness Uh, statement number next the clay pitcher uh, stands for brokenness Uh, the treasure of the earth and earthen vessels if you would please you know I found this out until a man lets God break him God cannot make him until a man lets God break him God cannot make him As long as a person's walking around saying I got it I got it I I don't I don't need any advice got this one got this one I'm good man I'm alright as long as they're walking that way and they shut God out and God's principles out can I tell you they're not broken and if they're not broken God cannot use them you know what I found out I found this out to be true the times that God uses Mike Wells the most is when Mike Wells is the loneliness, is is, uh, the loneliest times in his life. It's true. The times when I see in my life, looking back over the many years, that God uses me the most is when I give up and I look up and I say, God, if you don't come through, I'm through. Because see, as long as I've got it, you know the basketball teams that lose most is the ones that has the single person on the team that thinks he's the hot shot and he's not a team player. That's 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 the basketball teams that lose the most. And then everybody becomes confident on the one instead of sharpening their own skills so that the team itself can advance now i love you but you don't have a preacher that's arrived yet i'm going to share something with you that might shock you to the core i don't have a single church member that's arrived yet we're all growing here's what i understand about this there's that brokenness there's the clay pitcher what's it stand for it stands for brokenness then i'll close with this uh there's the torch what's it stand for preacher well it stands for brightness of course And so here they come down the hill, 300. They're attacking, if you would please, the Midianites. Oh, the Midianites. Many of them in number so much you can't count them. As many as that which is the grasshoppers in the field on a spring evening. And all of a sudden, they hear the trumpet. Trumpet meaning charge. Trumpet meaning we're coming. Trumpet meaning we're not stopping. Trumpet meaning uh, nothing's going to get us or entail us so that we cannot accomplish the task. And so they come. It's kind of hard to distinguish how many there is. Uh, in olden days, many times you just have one trumpet that would blow, that would represent a regiment regiment might be 140 or so so they had no idea how many's coming down the hill and all of a sudden they see these lights coming down that hill they hear the crashing of the pitchers Asteria uh, sets in people confused that and what happened god gave the victory without using a sword of an israelite god gave the victory oh man man ought to have it figured out preacher about the time you think you've got your health figured out you have more health problems that's different yeah about the times you think that you have arrived at being a parent and now you've got parental insight wisdom beyond compare your kid hits a new age about the time you think you've got it figured out and you've done everything you can to cook your dear husband that meal that he longs for, he changes his taste and doesn't like that anymore. Come on. About the time you become friends with somebody and say, I've arrived, i got myself a good friend, they die. Hello. about the time you think you got your weight under control it is out of control yeah about the time you think if i get this degree i'll advance myself not only in my educational ability but in my personal finances and my good living and all of a sudden the company says we don't need anybody with that degree anymore Sometimes God will use very simple things to break us. When you think you have arrived, I've got news for you. You have not begun to arrive. Here it is, and I'm done. There's the principle of encounter, the principle of courage, the principle of wisdom, the principle of strength. Our strength needs to be totally reliant on Him, and Him alone, God, will bring you through your battles. Father, help us, I pray, please, will you? We love you and thank you for the privilege to be able to gather. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.